At the Peter Gammons Report is brought to you by Mavis Discount Tire. Save on tires at MavisDiscountTire.com. By Fubo TV. Watch your local sports live at FuboTV.com. And by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. We welcome in Peter Gammons. Peter, welcome as we get ready to start the uh, postseason. Uh, who do you like in the American League? Um, I like Cleveland. I mean, I, I, I find it a little odd that Kluber's not pitching game one on Thursday, but uh, I still think they're the deepest team offensively and defensively and pitching. But um, I, And Houston's really good. I mean, they... Their lineup is tremendous, and you know they basically will go three starters, and then uh, the, the bullpen is really deep. But they've taken so many of those kids and put them in the bullpen. Their velocity is really skewed. They're much deeper. I mean, they're going to be like the Yankees, six or seven deep with guys who throw gas in the bullpen. It's uh, it, it it can be a really good series, and I you know I mean who knows what happens in one game with Minnesota, but. I think the Yankees are really dangerous because their pitching has a chance to be, to me, has a chance to be so good that it'll be really fun to watch as they go along. I mean, this is one of the only years I can remember I can say I think there are probably three teams that have a really good chance to win. How about the uh, National League? Um, I think... I like Washington a lot. I worry about them defensively, um, but I think that they're so deep and their their start their bullpen. They, at least they have three or four guys to use. Plus, their offense is really good. I you know, I I always say I've been saying for a lot that I think the world will find out if, if Harper is healthy, he's got his timing back. Uh, I think the world will see just what a great player Rendon is and. I think he's a, a major key to them having. A, he has to have a great postseason for them. The Red Sox and the Astros, good series. Verlander's going to pitch game one. He has been just unbelievable for Houston. Uh, so they go back to the uh, veteran pitcher now to kind of uh, anchor their series. It gives them another starter. It gives them a, a, a really a, a big a big starter there to start with. Um, are the Red Sox ready? They've had a weird season, uh, but you know they have been tenacious. They have come from behind a lot of times. They've been good in extra innings. They got a they got a couple of key spots with the you know with their pitching, and you know with a couple of guys at the top of the rotation and with their bullpen with the closer. You know they 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 haven't been overwhelming, but they've kind of found a way. Do they find a way in this series, or is it Houston's year? I think it's two things. First of all, I think Sale's going to beat Verlander. I think the Red Sox have to win the Sale game. Um, and um, I think after that, to me, what really troubled me at the end of the year was um, how banged up Pedroia is um, to the point where he's just not running as normal. And I'm really worried about Betts' left wrist. I mean, I know he hit a home run on Saturday. People say, well, he's fine. Well, he hit a hanging break ball. That's different from hitting a fastball. And he's such a hands hitter. Um, great, great hands. That, that wrist, I mean, he was not swinging the bat well against Morton or against guys who were throwing hard. So they, they really need him. I mean, I think I mentioned on your show, I mean, there are four or five uh, holes in the order combined are 30th in the major leagues. They have the, work, the, the weakest middle of the order of any team in baseball. 
And if Betts isn't healthy, um, and Pedroia isn't healthy, that's a lot of pressure to put on Bogarts and Ben Attendee and, and the, uh, the bottom third of the order. Yeah, they're good. They're good in close games, though. They're, and they're good. At, they, they've been resilient. They've come, they've won a lot of games coming from behind, and they've won a lot of games in extra innings. Well, they have, and I think now we get into the postseason. I mean, Price is throwing the ball really well. His his off speed pitches, especially the left hand hitters, have really been dominant. And Addison Reed's done a really good job in the eighth inning since he sort of got got, got at home there, and then Kimball. You know, to me, is the best believer in the league. So, that the bottom there at the end, and Joe Kelly and a couple of the other guys pitch well. Carson Smith may be a really good guy, kind of a a guy to come in and get right-handed hitters with that sidearm. I mean, they're they're dangerous. They played very well, and their their outfield defense is nothing short of great. So, I mean, that they have the shot. I just I, I worry about. Offensively, they're being able to put up runs against good pitchers. I mean, that's why I say I think they have to win that Verlander game to uh, to get out of that series. We're talking about Peter Gammons as we get ready to start the postseason, which we will tonight, and then tomorrow the wild card game before we get into the ALDS in uh, both leagues. The National League, we got the Dodgers, we got Washington, we got the Cubs. You know, Cubs have kind of been able to go quietly because of the Dodgers getting so much attention. But there they are. Not a lot of pressure on them. They got to the postseason, so they did their job. They won their division. They don't have to repeat. So they've kind of been able to just kind of go really under the radar here. And the Dodgers have taken a lot of their steam. The Dodgers are heavy favorites uh, to win the, the, the National League in terms of the odds makers. From all that, that really makes, to me, the Cubs, it puts the Cubs, I think, in a very advantageous position. I do, too. I mean, I, I, I think Washington's a team to beat, but I can see the Cubs taking advantage of things here. I mean, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they bunt, you know, get men on base and start running. And, and see if Zimmerman can throw the ball to second base. I mean, that's that is going to be a big the, the defense, first base, second base, uh, right field are issues with, with, with the uh, with the Nationals. Um, and it, it looks like the Cubs pitching has gotten a lot better uh, in in the last few weeks. So we'll see. And you know, they're, they're they have remarkable. In terms of talent, so it's that's going to be fun. I, I would love. I, I think the Washington Cubs series is going to be fascinating. I think the Dodgers, if they get by Colorado or Arizona, and I think Colorado. I think Arizona could give them a pretty good series, but um, it would be. I mean, obviously they go Kershaw, Hill, Darvish um, because of the home and the road, and also as well as Hill's been pitching in the last seventeen starts or so. But what worries me a little bit about if they have to take Alex Wood and make him the fourth starter, that's another chip that could have been good in the bullpen. And now I worry a little bit about leading up to uh, to Jansen. I just don't I don't know how good those guys are. If you watch them, they're great one day and they're not so great the other. Um, and they rely so much on the bullpen. I, I'll be very interested to see what they do there. And, you know, a lot of pressure on the Dodgers, a lot of pressure on, uh, on Washington. Both teams have had a lot of postseason failures. They've been there year after year. They've never won. 
uh, it really puts a lot of pressure on both of them and, again, makes it easy on the Cubs. So I think they get really in a very good place. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers in this postseason, a lot of pressure on Kershaw, a lot of pressure on the Dodgers to, to this be the year where they finally cash in. Same thing for Washington, but it's almost like the Dodgers have kind of superseded Washington because of what they did this year. I agree. I mean, remember, we were going through it the, uh, in early August, and I think we were both being asked, is this one of the greatest teams of all time? Yep. And I would say, well, I mean, we have to do a 162-game schedule, not 154, because we got the 39 Yankees and the 54 Indians. But, uh, but you know, let's see. I mean, they're not going to win more games than the Seattle Mariners did in 2001. I guess saying, you know, be careful what you say in August. And uh, people got a little carried away with it, I thought. And, and I think it, I think that puts some pressure because if they don't win, there's going to be a lot said about, well, you know, they were supposed to be the best and they, and they choked. And it's, it's not so. Maybe the youth that they have in that lineup catches up with them. You know, it's. It, it, I, I think the Dodger stuff is going to be fascinating. I, I, I really do. And I think there's... There's a lot of storylines here because these teams have had such unusual years. Houston's fast start, and then, of course, the Cubs having won it last year. Indians with their phenomenal finish and their winning streak. Uh, Washington, a lot of expectations with their big season. Uh, so there's a lot of storylines for this postseason. Then you have the Red Sox and the Yankees, which make everything interesting anyway. So to me, the, the playoffs are loaded. Uh, really, a lot of marquee value. A lot, uh, it should be a lot of uh, big matchups. should get a lot of attention. Two things, um, because this has come under a lot of debate, we'll get your opinions. Number one, MVPs, who would you give it to in the National League? And then we'll get to what you think with the uh, American League and Judge. First, the National League, do you go Stanton because of his exploits, or do you give it to somebody else? I think in the end, I give it to Arenado. And I'm, I'm the, one of the biggest Stanton fans in the world, but I just think that Arenado, for the beginning of the season, the end, the way he played hurt, second half, he's such a, a, a defensive giant and such a leader. I, I think he's it. Um, and I feel badly for Stanton because he puts up a great year. He plays his heart out. And all people talk about is, well, you know, they got to trade in his contract, all that kind of thing. Uh, it's almost like nobody really ever enjoyed what he did. And he had an incredible year. But um, I think Aaron Otto's probably it. America League, I mean, this is one year I'm kind of glad I'm not voted. Do you go judge over Altuve? And then you got to count the slump he had. And do you give Trout with his enormous numbers but only 400 at-bats? Do you give him any look at all? I mean, he had maybe his best season. He had a 1.1 OPS. I mean, where, uh, does Trout factor in or do you just go judge Altuve? I think he factors in that I think he'll get a lot of, you know, third, fourth place votes, um, just as the, uh, the double play combination for the Indians will. But I think it comes down to Altuve versus Judge. And I'm looking at it this way. I mean, Altuve did it from wire to wire all season, right? Almost, a, you know, he, he just the same pace all the time. Uh, Judge was streaky, but Judge is so dominant. And in the end, I look at that dominance. I look at a young team that that needed that power. Um, I think in the end, 
considering the, the really great team that the Astros had around Algeria, I would vote for Judge. And then, you know, it's one of those things that if you ask me about 11 o'clock tonight, I'd probably say it's out. It's Altuve, but that's the way I feel. I feel the judge did so much in terms of carrying that team through difficult periods and becoming such a factor that people were afraid of. I think it helped a lot of the other young players on that team get through. Yeah, that's I think it's very fair. Uh, we're talking with Peter Gammons uh, as we get ready for the postseason. Yankee game on the fan tonight. You'll hear from Joe Girardi and, and Molitor in just a couple of minutes here. Um, Peter, the Mets... Uh, have started to think about the future. They're going to keep a couple of guys on the staff. Uh, Sherlock Long. Long is also going to interview for the managerial job. Uh, he's got some support there. Another names mentioned, Alex Cora, uh, McEwing, Ventura, uh, Chip Hale, of course, is a Sandy Olison guy. Um, any any thoughts, any buzz on who you think they might tab as the manager? I think Cora's going to have a terrific chance. I think that would be a great choice. He's absolutely, he's a brilliant guy and brilliant baseball mind. And I think he brings an energy that's, and I think it'd be great for the young shortstop. I think he'd be, he'd be really good for that team. And I, I mean, I like Alex a lot. I do think that I know that there's, there are a couple of people in the organ, in the front office that are very big on Brad Austin's. And I think that would be interesting. Um, now, a lot of people in Boston think that because when John Farrell was trying to go from Toronto to Boston, there was a chance that they weren't going to let him go. And Austin would have been the manager then in Boston. And there are some people, you know, because Sabrowski hired him in Detroit, that maybe he would come. I think, um, I think the Mets job, he might not have the talent the Red Sox had, but I, I think it's a, I think it's a more flexible job. I, I don't think that it's quite as manic. And I, even though he was a Red Sox fan growing up, his mother grew up like five blocks in Fenway Park. I think the Mets job would be great to him. But I'm a huge Brad Ospis fan and uh, someone I really respect. I think he'd be good. But I think Cora would be great too. I really do. I, I think that freshness would be good for the Mets. Yeah, they need someone young. I agree. They need someone. I think they need a new, a, 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 something new and fresh. I agree. I, I like Cora myself. I think the the good, sol- good solid baseball guy, uh, interesting thinker. I, I agree with that. Um, and then you've heard Ventura's name mentioned also. You mentioned the Smiths. Uh, you always got to count Chip Hale if you're talking about Sandy Alderson. He's always he's always he always comes up in the conversation. And then Long has come up as a possibility too. And I guess he's garnered some support from a couple of people. I find that interesting. I I, I like Kevin a lot, so it'd be it's an interesting one. Um, but I, I I think some of the, the the fresh ideas coming into the game is good. I think. Osmus and Alderson, not because they both went to Dartmouth, but I think that they would work very well together. Um, and I think that with, with the, you know, with J.P. Ricciardi and the other people in the front office, I think that would work very well. Um, but, you know, again, I, I just think, I, mean, I, I just watch Alex in, interact with players, the way he managed the winter ball, which I think is tremendous experience. The fact that he's been a general manager in winter ball and general manager for two WBC teams. I mean, the experience on every level allows him to 
to not only be able to be very smart in terms of baseball managerial things, but he also really understands what a front office does, and I think that's very important for a manager. Is the is the uh, Jeter purge that is going on, and Jeter's, uh, you know, not he's not afraid to ruffle some feathers. Clearly, down in Florida, I mean, is that going over well, or is that more abrupt than how it's appreciated? Well, um, I don't know. He's never met any of the people he fired. Um, the biggest problem with the Marlins is their scouting department, which is, I mean, they haven't have a number one pick, Danny Goods to Jose Fernandez. Uh, and they, they've drafted, with the first, seventh, or 14th picks, they've drafted high school pitchers in the last four years, not one of them threw a pitch in this season. That's a problem. They have no international scouting. They were retained. And all the good baseball people were fired without meeting. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I, it's a long process. He's got 60 non-uniform personnel contracts up between now and the end of this month. Uh, I don't know how, with what they let go, anyone can make the, their minds up on who should stay and who should go in the infrastructure of an organization. Derek's usually got a plan, though. You know, he's he's got something in up his sleeve. You know that he's not he's you know he's not doing this without some forethought. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to figure. Now, I know he's gotten rid of some guys there who were popular in the organization. Whether you're talking about Hall of Famers or talking about guys like Conine and guys like that, uh, well, they were they were not really uniform guys. No, but I mean, they were popular though down there, right? So, well, but, I can tell yeah. you this. Jeff McAvoy, uh, who was the director of player personnel, he's already got like 10 teams trying to bring him in as the number two or three guy. He will get a lot more high opportunities than anybody they, they, they interview for general manager. Be interesting. So, and, and he even won't even commit to Stanton, which is interesting. I mean, so it looks like they want to go in a different. I, I think he'll be very happy. I think he'll be very happy to be traded. So, and now will the Red Sox be in? Now, the, the Red Sox and Phillies have been considered the favorites. You think the Red Sox will will make the move that they will have to do to give up a couple of their youngsters and also take on that enormous contract? I don't think they'll take on the contract. I think they're going to be they're going to stay underneath. Um, I think they're going to stay underneath the uh, um, the figure that takes them into the luxury tax. So I, I I don't think they do that. They desperately need a bat, a big bat. Right. Um, and I think that JD Martinez would be a guy to go after. But I'm kind of hunched right now that JD is so happy in Arizona and so at home, especially. Playing with Goldschmidt with that organization, I, I think he's going to do everything he can do to stay there. So I mean, I don't know where they go and get a couple of bats, but I don't think they do stand. So you think he is, goes to the Phillies? I think it's a real possibility, or um, I don't think the car. I think the Giants are a real possibility. Okay, because they that that franchise makes so much money, and they really don't have a, a player draw right now. A guy that you say, oh, boy, I'm going to go see the Giants today because um, such and such is playing. Their outfield this year is one of the worst defensively, if not the worst in baseball. Um, we're being interesting. The only problem with Judd Curl, that's a tough place to hit 50 home that's runs. That's a very it? tough place to hit a lot of home runs, absolutely. But if I, he played in Philly, he might hit 70 home runs. Well, I agree. I mean, I think that would be fascinating. And the Phillies have... 
I mean, they stuck up on I'm told their farm system is so good. Yeah, people I'm say it's loaded. Works. They say it's now. They they talk about it like it's completely loaded. So they might have the guys to get the, to get it done. It's not really Andy McPhail's style to go for a star like that, but it's still John Carlos Stanton. He's young, and he's really great. Interesting. Yeah, so these playoffs are going to be fun. It really are. They, you know, it's going to it's going to you got a lot of name value. It's going to be a lot of twists and turns. So uh, we'll be enjoying well, you know, it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, it's going to be you, fun. You, you should enjoy this. I was just I was looking this up this morning to for a couple of my hits on uh, MLB Network and and just thinking about how few great players become really good managers. The last Hall of Famer elected by the BBWA that managed in the postseason was Bob Lemon in nineteen seventy eight. Wow. Before Molitor. But I thought you'd like that with Bucky Dent and the Yankees winning the World Series. And I'll tell you, uh, Molitor did a great job this year. He really did. Oh, he's he did and, you know, he was a great player, and he's turned out to be a heck of a manager. And he really was a wonderful player, too. I used to love watching him hit. He was a wonderful hitter. He was a, he, and also a great, great postseason player. Yep. Yeah, really tremendous. Had a great idea how to hit. He really did. He was a wonderful hitter. Thanks, Peter. We'll talk next week. Appreciate it. That's Peter Gammons, of course, and uh, so there you go, and he likes Judge for the MVP, so uh, we get ready. We should have the managers in a couple of minutes. I gave it a Yankee lineup. If you're just joining us, I'll run it down because it's been a debate. Gardner, Judge, Sanchez, Didi, Castro, Bird, Hicks in center, Ellsbury, DH, Frazier at third, Severino on the mound against Santana, no Holiday, no Headley. So he goes defense at third, defense at center, goes with the bats that he needs. Bird was a no-brainer at first. Ellsbury, no-brainer in the lineup. Didn't have to be in, could be the DH. He is the DH. The surprise, he played Headley. They sat Headley and played Hicks. He wanted Hicks's glove in, and he sat Headley. He wanted Frazier's glove at third, and he sat Headley. And he also sat Holiday back after this. 